so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. Welcome to Weekly Tech, a technology and ethics podcast focused on navigating this digital age with wisdom. Weekly Tech is brought to you by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and I'm your host, Jason Thacker. As a reminder, you can sign up to receive our Weekly Tech email briefings each Monday morning at jasonthacker.com slash weeklytech. For the big story this week, we're going to focus on China and the virally popular app TikTok. Over the last few weeks, there's been sort of a cultural firestorm around this viral video sharing app called TikTok and a potential ban in the United States, with news coming at the very end of last week that President Trump is going to issue an executive order that will ban TikTok in the United States within 45 days if TikTok's U.S. operations are not sold to a U.S. company. TikTok's usage surged under the COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns with millions of users finding reprieved during this difficult season of isolation and social distancing. But alongside of a lot of the enjoyable family dance videos, jokes, and even political activism, there's a considerable threat to liberty and freedom that often flies under the radar. And this is all based on TikTok's contentious relationship with the Chinese Communist Party and their involvement in private companies. This is one of the main reasons that the United States government has been exploring options about banning or encouraging the sale of the U.S. TikTok operations to a non-Chinese company like Microsoft. TikTok is one of the first major mobile applications to be specifically built in the smartphone era and has been widely successful, with rival social media companies seeking to catch up or even ride the momentum of this innovative approach to video sharing. From the newly released Instagram Reels and to the promised YouTube Shorts, major technology companies see the success of TikTok and desire to be part of the shift in the way that people connect and share information. Often these threats of a ban or the threats of freedom and human rights have been characterized as an overreaction to legitimate competition from rival technology companies. But this is really a truncated view of the power influence not only of the CCP in China, but really throughout the world. The argument centers on the idea that Chinese companies should have the right to export their own values just as American companies do and to compete on the open market. But should these Chinese technology companies really be treated the same on the world stage? I know for many of us, trying to keep up with the news surrounding TikTok and Chinese companies, even the Chinese Communist Party's abuse and human rights violations concerning the Uyghur Muslims, it can be really difficult to stay up to date on these things. There's a couple really good books that I would recommend for you to check out. One is called The Third Revolution, Xi Jinping and the New Chinese State by Elizabeth C. Economy, where she writes about how President Xi's Chinese state has really embraced technology pretty early on in order to strengthen its power and the influence of the state, while at the same time limiting the freedom of information for its people. Under President Xi Jinping, the CCP wants to embrace the global political influence through China's innovative hubs, social media companies like TikTok, and the growing economic output through manufacturing, 
but also rejects many of the fundamental democratizing effects that come along with this free flow of information to public square. From the Great Firewall of China, which filters the internet access and content by only allowing acceptable content to get to the Chinese people, or to the use of facial recognition technologies powered by artificial intelligence to track and detain government dissidents, including religious minorities like the persecuted Uyghur Muslims, China's heavy-handed approach to technology and state leadership has allowed it to emerge as a global superpower on the world stage without really any true accountability. Another book that I'd recommend is AI Superpowers by Kei-Fu Lee, where he talks about the rise of China, specifically in artificial intelligence, where China and the United States are really in battle to see who would become the world's leading superpower on artificial intelligence, which is an emerging technology that really drives so much of the modern technologies we have today. One of the things that's often missed in the conversations surrounding TikTok and the freedom of information is a Chinese national intelligence law from 2017 that requires companies like ByteDance, who owns TikTok, to cooperate with state intelligence work per this 2017 law. This type of agreement not only allows Chinese interference and personal data capture by these applications, but also gives the government wide-reaching control and power over how these companies operate and with whom they associate. It's understandable that there would be considerable controversy surrounding a potential ban of TikTok throughout the world, and especially here in the United States because of how wildly popular it's become. Our nation, though, is based on a democratic form of government where our government leaders are accountable to the people and our nation's laws are subject to our elected representatives. The questions and concerns surrounding the proper role of technology in our country are very important and we need to have these debates within the public square. Citizens of the United States do have the ability to enact certain level of change and even protest the presence of repressive measures in ways that the Chinese people simply do not. We have the ability to publicly disagree with our government's positions and decisions. This is part of what separates our nation from authoritarian regimes like that of China. Chinese citizens are often denied basic human rights and are subject to draconian laws that seek to dehumanize and suppress any dissidents in the name of the CCP power and control. This can be clearly seen in the recently enacted Hong Kong security law, which bans sedition, secession, and subversion. As my ERLC colleague Chelsea Soblik has said, China is remaking Hong Kong in its own image and Hong Kongers have watched how the communist government has treated its own citizens, severely restricting the freedoms of religion, assembly, and speech. China has a long record of blatant human rights violations, including religious liberty violations, that have been thrust onto the world stage as continued revelations of the treatments of Uyghur Muslims and other minorities have really taken hold. These men and women are created in God's image and have been subjected to concentration-like camps, forced work, renunciation of their faith, and government propaganda, all in hopes of strengthening the Chinese national security, which honestly is a cover for authoritarian power grabs and state control. If you want to learn more about this, you can check out the full article at ERLC.com today, but you can also check out those two books that we recommended. One, The Third Revolution, Xi Jinping and the New Chinese State by Elizabeth C. Economy, and also AI Superpowers by Kei-Fu Lee. Next up is The Rundown, where we highlight four different technology stories that you should be aware of as you prepare for the week ahead. First up is a story from The Verge about the recently launched Reels app from Instagram. The launch of Reels comes as TikTok faces a potential ban in the United States or a possible partial acquisition by Microsoft. 
Robbie Stein, Instagram's product director, said that while TikTok popularized short video formats, the two products are very, very different. He said that their team received very similar feedback when they launched Instagram Stories, which quickly surpassed Snapchat in daily usage and has continued to be a massively successful product for Instagram. That history of success is one of the strong reasons that Instagram's team thinks that it can pull this new app off. It's going to be interesting to see how the public really takes to this new feature of Instagram called Reels and if it's going to be ultimately successful. Next up is a story from Variety, where Disney is testing out an entirely new video-on-demand model with a recently announced Mulan movie. If you're anything like our family, we love Disney+. Plus. We use it pretty regularly throughout the day, watching new movies and different TV shows with our kids. And Disney's announced that Mulan will be foregoing its planned theatrical release, and instead, the live-action remake is going to premiere on September 4th on Disney+, Plus for a premium rental price. Disney believes that the release of this action epic will help to drive subscribers as they also test out how much consumers are willing to pay to watch a movie that was originally intended to debut exclusively in cinemas. Unlike the rest of the content available on Disney+, Mulan won't be available directly to subscribers. Consumers will pay an additional $29.99 to rent the movie on top of the streaming service's monthly price of $6.99. The decision to put Mulan on this premium video-on-demand model further emphasizes the studio's increasing reliance on Disney Plus at a time when their business has been crippled by this pandemic. Next is a story that kind of flew under the radar this week with all of the news surrounding TikTok and its potential ban. It comes from Axios about how new technology is raising the risk of nuclear war. This year, we commemorate the 75th anniversary of the bombs being dropped over Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Some experts believe that the rise of the use of nuclear weapons is as high now as it's ever been since the Cuban Missile Crisis. As concerning as rising tensions are between the United States and Russia, or between the United States and a more assertive China, experts are worried even more about the destabilizing effects of emerging technologies like cyber warfare and artificial intelligence. If you want to learn more about how new technologies are being used in warfare, I encourage you to check out my latest book, The Age of AI, Artificial Intelligence and the Future of Humanity, where I spend an entire chapter talking about how artificial intelligence is being used in war and how we as Christians should be very thoughtful and proactive about how we engage and utilize these technologies in warfare. Used without abundant wisdom and caution, emerging technologies like artificial intelligence being used in warfare can be extremely dangerous and also have a dehumanizing effect. For the last story this week, we talk about a cashless society. If you've been on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you've probably seen people talk about the threat of a cashless society and how it might even be the mark of the beast. A new story from Project Syndicate asks the question, Will COVID-19 kill cash? Reports that coronavirus could be transmitted by handling cash has given a lot of people another reason to steer clear of the banknotes. Although untrue, the damage has honestly been done, where a recent survey found that 75% of respondents expect to use cash less in the future. The trend of a cashless society has been replicated throughout the developing world and has given rise to a further boost in digital banking and non-bank payment systems like Apple Pay and PayPal. Even though I don't think that COVID-19 will actually kill cash or that we'll move into a truly cashless society, we'll see an increasing use of digital payment methods throughout our communities. Not as just a way to avoid a coronavirus, but also as a way of just simple convenience. I want to thank you for listening to Weekly Tech. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. 
and help us spread the word about Weekly Tech by sharing these episodes with friends, family, and colleagues. As a reminder, you can always find the links that we talk about here on Weekly Tech, including the show notes, at jasonthacker.com slash podcast. Thank you, and I hope you have a great week.